Our scripture reading return to Genesis, uh, Ezra, rather Ezra chapter 7. The text we consider is in Ezra 8, verses 21 to 23. But first we'll read from Ezra chapter 7. It sets forth uh, some of the background of the history. Ezra chapter 7. Now after these things in the reign of Artaxerxes, king of Persia, Ezra the son of Sariah, the son of Azariah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Shalem, the son of Zadok, the son of Ahitub, the son of Amariah, the son of Azariah, the son of Meraioth, the son of Zerahiah, the son of Uzi, the son of Bucky, the son of Abishua, the son of Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the chief priest. This Ezra went up from Babylon, and he was a ready scribe in the law of Moses, which the Lord God of Israel had given. And the king granted him all his requests according to the hand of the Lord his God upon him. And there went up some of the children of Israel, and of the priests, and the Levites, and the singers, and the porters, and the Nethanims, unto Jerusalem in the seventh year of Artaxerxes the king. And he came to Jerusalem in the fifth month, which was in the seventh year of the king. For upon the first day of the first month began he to go up from Babylon. And on the first day of the fifth month came he to Jerusalem, according to the good hand of his God upon him. For Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach in Israel statutes and judgments. Now this is the copy of the letter that the king Artaxerxes gave unto Ezra the priest, the scribe, even a scribe of the words of the commandments of the Lord and of his statutes to Israel. Artaxerxes, king of kings, unto Ezra the priest, a scribe of the law of God, of the God of heaven, perfect peace and at such a time. I make a decree that all they of the people of Israel and of his priests and Levites in my realm, which are minded of their own free will to go up to Jerusalem, go with thee. For as much as thou art sent of the king and of his seven counselors to inquire concerning Judah and Jerusalem, according to the law of thy God, which is in thine hand, and to carry the silver and gold, which the king and his counselors have freely offered unto the God of Israel, whose habitation is in Jerusalem. And all the silver and gold that thou canst find in all the province of Babylon, with the freewill offering of the people and of the priests, offering willingly for the house of their God, which is in Jerusalem, that thou mayest buy speedily with this money bullocks, rams, lambs with their meat offerings and their drink offerings and offer them upon the altar of the house of your God which is in Jerusalem. And whatsoever shall seem good to thee and to thy brethren to do with the rest of the silver and the gold that do after the will of your God. 
the vessels also that are given thee for the service of the house of thy God, those deliver thou before the God of Jerusalem. And whatsoever more shall be needful for the house of thy God, which thou shalt have occasion to bestow, bestow it out of the king's treasure house. And I, even I, Artaxerxes the king, do make a decree to all the treasures which are beyond the river, that whatsoever Ezra the priest, the scribe of the law of God of heaven, shall require of you, it be done speedily, unto an hundred talents of silver, and to an hundred measures of wheat, and to an hundred baths of wine, and to an hundred baths of oil, and salt without prescribing how much. Whatsoever is commanded by the God of heaven, let it be done diligently, let it be diligently done for the house of the God of heaven. For why should there be wrath against the realm of the king and his sons? Also we certify you that touching any of the priests and the Levites, singers, porters, nephinims, or ministers of this house of God, it shall not be lawful to impose toll, tribute, or custom upon them. And thou, Ezra, after the wisdom of thy God that is in thine hand, said magistrates and judges, which may judge all the people that are beyond the river, all such as know the laws of thy God, and teach ye them that know them not. And whosoever will not do the law of thy God and the law of the king, let judgment be executed speedily upon him, whether it be unto death or to banishment or to confiscation of goods or to imprisonment. Blessed be the Lord God of our fathers, which hath put such a thing as this in the king's heart to beautify the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem, and hath extended mercy unto me before the king and his counselors and before all the king's mighty princes. And I was strengthened as the hand of the Lord my God was upon me. And I gathered together out of Israel chief men to go up with me. And then there's a listing of different people that went uh, with him. And now we move down to the, the text, verses 21 to 23 of chapter 8. Verse 21 to 23 is the text. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river Ahava, that we might afflict ourselves before our God to seek of him a right way for us and for our little ones and for all our substance. For I was ashamed to require of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way, because we had spoken unto the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him. But his power and his wrath is against all them that forsake him. So we fasted and besought our God for this, and he was entreated of us. And then lastly, we read just verse 31. Then we departed from the river Ahava on the twelfth day of the first month to go unto Jerusalem, and the hand of our God was upon us, and he delivered us from the hand of the enemy and of such as lay in wait by the way. So far we read from the Holy Scriptures this morning. 
Dearly beloved in our Lord Jesus Christ, Ezra was a leader of the people. He was a priest. He was a scribe. And there is specific reference to the fact of how he was devoted to his God. He had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach in Israel statutes and judgments. He was one who loved his God and he was one who sought from God the grace that was needed. And here in this specific situation, he was going to be a leader of the people, a group of people that returned after the first group that had returned some time ago. In the days of Zerubbabel, the first group had returned and there had been the rebuilding of the temple. And this was some time after that, that now Ezra with a group of people is going to return with all of these possessions, gold and silver and vessels. They're going to return and they're going to travel from Babylon. They're going to travel back to the promised land. And before they do, before they begin their journey, they pray. They're going to be traveling with all this, all this wealth and as they go a fair distance and as they have their wives and children, they have wives and children along as well, before they go, they pray. He proclaimed a fast and they met at this river called the River Hava. And they humbled themselves before God and they prayed. And they asked God for a right way that he would guide them by the right way, a right way for them and for their little ones and for all their substance. And we consider how we in this life are sojourning in the midst of many foes. And the spiritual battle, the spiritual foes are the same as it was in those days. And although the days of the types and the shadows have ended, we still have, we still have the same spiritual three enemies, the same threefold enemies that God's people have had in the past. And we need God's grace. We need his protection. We need his leadership. And we are to look to him to lead us. Believing his promises, we are to look to him to lead us, to lead our children, to protect us. In the consciousness, as they would have been, in the consciousness that they're walking in the midst of danger. So that we, with our families, are walking down here and there are dangers all around. And in the consciousness of that, we go to our God seeking a right way, relying upon him, not trusting in ourselves or others, relying upon him, believing as Ezra believed. 
that the hand of God, as he said, that the hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him. Believing God's promise, may we, as Ezra did so many years ago, look to our God to lead us, to guide us and protect us and our children. We consider this text under the theme, A Right Way for Us and Our Children. We consider, first of all, the need. Secondly, going to God. And thirdly, led by the Lord. First of all, the need. As was mentioned, this was after the first group had returned. It was some... 56, 60 years after the dedication of the temple. And so that it would have been, say, roughly 80 years from the time of the initial return from Babylon. So quite some time since then that that had happened. Now, not everybody had returned. There were those that returned, but there were many that had not returned. And enough, and... Ezra was one that wanted to, that studied the scriptures and desired to go back to the land. And he asked the king of Persia if he could go. Because after the Babylonians ruled over them, after the fall of Babylon, it was the Medes and the Persians. And now that we're ruling them, and, and we first... Uh, and we read at this time of the specifically of the Persians, Artaxerxes, the king of Persia. And he goes to the king and he asks for permission to go. And the king grants him permission to go and even gives him this gold and silver and vessels for the worship. And that's what we read in chapter 7 that he spoke about all this all this gold and silver and so on these vessels that were to be given and then be involved in the and be used in the worship of Jehovah God in Jerusalem and Ezra thanks God that he had put it in the in, in the heart of the king to, to to do this and throughout we see how Ezra is giving thanks to God And there were priests and there were Levites among them that were going to travel back. And now the time comes for them to leave. And they're conscious of the, of the day, danger. Do they gather at a river? Apparently that was the meeting place, the river Ahava. And I have not been able to find anybody that can identify that has been able to identify precisely where that is. Some have thought that maybe it was connected to the river Euphrates. But in any case, there was a specific place where they were gathering. It was called the River Ahava. And there they're gathering and getting ready to go on this, on this journey. And the journey they're about to take is some distance, whether it be, say, we're in a round figure, a thousand miles or so, 900, a thousand miles. 
that they have a, a fair distance that they're going to need to travel. And it's not only the men, but as is evident, there were also women and, and children with them. And with all the things that they have with it, with gold and silver and all this with them, and one could think that word concerning this could easily get out. It could easily be known that they were traveling and that they've got all this wealth with them. It could even be people from where they are that are aware of the fact that they're leaving and they've got all this wealth. And somebody could even plan that, well, let's let them go a little ways out there, far enough away that if they were to cry for help, no one would hear them. We can let them go a little ways out there. And then when they're far enough out there, then we can sneak up on them and attack them and take their stuff. However it might be, The thought that they would be vulnerable to attack. Well, what should he do? Should he go to the, should he ask the king? The king has, you know, told him to go do this. Should he ask for the king to have an army with him? It's interesting that later in the book of Nehemiah, in Nehemiah chapter 2, we read of Nehemiah having, when Nehemiah returns, and there is some, uh, as, just a little bit after Ezra, whether it be 10 years or whatever precisely it was, it was a little bit after Ezra that Nehemiah went. And when Nehemiah went, he did have, we do read of them having some, some forces with him. You can read of that in Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 7 and 9. But what about Ezra requesting that? Well, Ezra said that he was ashamed to request that because he said, We had spoken unto the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him. We said, God, the hand of our God is upon all those that seek him. And his power and wrath is against all them that forsake him. His wrath is upon those that are walking in sin. And his hand is upon all them that seek him for good. And having said that, he was ashamed now to go to the king and ask for a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemies in the way. They were going to go and they were going to trust that God, they were going to look to God to guide them, to protect them, to give them or show them the right way. Now we also, you know, when we look at this situation, we're conscious of how they must have been thinking of the dangers. And here they are leading their families with them going to the promised land in the midst of all these dangers. What's going to happen? They don't know. Well, we also live in the midst of dangers. Now, we may not fear that people are going to come and attack us and steal, although that can happen. And in some places, more than others, that's a common occurrence. 
that any time people would, in, would break into your house and take your possessions. Or that they would attack you personally and take something from you. And although that sometimes has happened, and in some locations we're more conscious of that danger depending on where we are, we recognize that the spiritual battle, we're in the midst of many spiritual foes that tempt us. Both from the viewpoint of, from an ecclesiastical point of view, there are those that are teaching what is not true. There are those that would lead us the wrong direction. And that's not only true in our, in our own history, and even in the present time, but also there are so many subtle errors that are being taught in our own day in churches around us. And many people are writing books. Some of the books are on practical matters. And people want to buy a Christian book on a practical matter, and they may read that book on a very practical matter, but in that book there may be various teachings that are not true. People quoting the scriptures, but what they're saying is not really true. And we're conscious of that, and we say we have to be discerning when we read, and we can read books written outside our circles. We have to be discerning. We have to be discerning when somebody in our own midst writes something. We understand that. But in the midst of dangers, many false teachings, we need God to guide us and give us wisdom that we may also give our children guidance. We recognize also there's a tendency to become more worldly. And now I'm not looking at it from the viewpoint of false teachings that are taught in the churches, but just simply becoming more worldly-minded and just pursuing pleasure not really having our mind on what the scriptures teach, not really spending time searching the word, not really spending time in prayer. You know, there were many that were content to stay in Babylon. It was time to go back to the promised land, and there was a reference to those that would willingly go a gathering together of those that are going to willingly go. Well, there were those that really weren't interested in going. There were those that were content to live in Babylon. And that's a danger in our own day. In the baptism form that we just read, we speak about our children... You know, when it talks about in all covenants there are contained two parts, and then it says we're to cleave to God, the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, trust in Him, love Him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then the next phrase is that we forsake the world. Forsake the world. Crucify our old nature. 
walk in a new and holy life. Well, there's a danger, and spiritual enemies would try to convince us, hey, you know, salvation is all of God's grace, which it is, and then would tempt us, well, then, salvation is all of God's grace, why not just fellowship with the world? Why be involved in this battle against sin? Why don't you just do what you, what you want to do? do this, commit the sins you want to commit. God will be merciful. Go to him. He ask for forgiveness. There are great dangers. And we've got to constantly be on our guard. We need God to lead us. And in the consciousness of the danger, we look to him, as Ezra did, asking God for a right way for us and our children. A right way. Now, when they go to God and they pray for that, looking to God for a right way, what does that mean? Now, that word right often translated right or upright or straight and one could think from the viewpoint of an illustration of a way or a road one could think of a road that is level and straight looking you know, they're about ready to travel on a road and you'd want a road that was level and straight and the idea then is and that and this idea there's numerous passages where you see this idea of a right way or a straight way. And the idea that one on the right way, one's led on the right way, doesn't stumble. You think of walking on a level road and not stumbling. One that's walking on that way, one who is led on that way, doesn't stumble. One that's led on that way doesn't wander. It speaks of those that are wandering and then they call out to God and God leads them by the straight way. They don't wander. And they arrive at the destination safely, protected by God. And that was the desire, that God would lead them. They would not stumble. May they be protected, and that they would arrive safely at the destination. And they were looking to God for that. And Ezra believed, he prayed that, believing not common grace. He believed God's hand was upon them for good. That was particular. That was those that seek him. Now, it's only by the grace of God that anybody does seek him. That God works in us the faith. We confess that. It is. It's entirely a gift of God. It's also true that the hand of God is upon them for good that seek him. But what about those that don't? Doesn't he bless them too? Many say he blesses them too. Well, that's not what Ezra believed. And Ezra was correct. That Ezra maintained 
that the power and wrath of God was against those that forsook him. You know, just as God said to Abraham, I will bless those that bless thee and curse those that curse thee. And he believed that this God, his faithful God, would protect them. We have similar requests in the psalm. When you see a request like this, you know, looking for a right way for us and our children, it's good to look elsewhere in Scripture for a similar request. Where do, where do we make a request like that? And we, we've sung a similar request. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of mine enemies. Make thy way straight before my face. That's Psalm 5, verse 8. So this, a similar request is found right in the Psalms that we sing to this day. Lead me in thy righteousness and conscious, just like with Ezra, conscious of the enemies. Because of mine enemies, make thy way straight before my face. That's what we request. Psalm 143, we say, Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk. Cause me to know the way. Lead me. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Or you look at the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, rule us by thy word and spirit. Thy will be done. Grant us grace to submit to thy will. Renounce our own and submit to thine. We want to be led by the Lord. The sixth petition, lead me not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Similar requests, looking to God to guide us. We don't want to wander. In Psalm 107, we read of the people wandering and then crying unto God and then he leads them. He leads them and forth by our, the right way. It says they have been wandering in the wilderness in a solitary way. They cry unto the Lord and he led them by the right way. Similar, Psalm 107, verse 7. That they might go to a city of habitation. We don't want to wander. You know, we sing in the Psalms, Before I was afflicted, I wandered. I wandered. But now to thy statutes I hold. We don't want to wander. We don't want to stumble. Jesus spoke about stumbling. Jesus spoke of himself as the light, the light we need to see. If any man walk in the day, he stumbles not because he sees the light of this world. And he, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. One who walks in the day, he doesn't stumble. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth because there's no light in him. 
Well, we don't want to stumble. We're constantly to turn from our own sin to God, believing in Christ, who is the light of the world, looking to him to lead us. By him we have access to God. He is the way. And we're to look to him to lead us, to guide us. And parents are to lead by example. We're to lead in our instruction, telling our children what they're to do and what they're not to do, warning them, encouraging them. We're also to lead by our example that they can see that we pray. That in all of our needs, we keep going to God in prayer. They see that we go to his word. That we're asking God for guidance, and you see how those go together. If you're asking God for guidance, well, certainly one who is sincere is then also going to his word. Looking to his word. About Ezra, it says, Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it. Ezra 7, verse 10. He prepared his heart to seek the law. He studied the law. He wanted, and he was going to teach the law. So it was, but it was not only that he was going to study it and teach it and tell others what they're to do, but he wanted to, he was seeking the law of the Lord his God and desired to do it. He was resolved to lead a new godly life. Just like we ask when somebody makes confession of faith. The question, do you believe what the scriptures teach? Do you believe unconditional salvation you're not thinking you're saved on the basis of anything you do that not your your faith is not the basis it's entirely of grace do you believe that and we're to say yes i believe what the scriptures teach and what our confessions maintain i i believe that and in 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 along with that we also say I'm resolved to lead a new godly life. To reject all teachings contrary and to lead a new godly life. And we're to set forth an example to our children that we are resolved to do that and that they can see that. And that we're looking to God to guide us. In the midst, as we travel, wherever we go, I mean, we do pray for one another as we travel. But also as we, wherever we are, 
those enemies cease not to assault us wherever we are, even if we're just staying in our homes. And we look to God to guide us, believing his promise that God says, they shall come with weeping and with supplications will I lead them. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of waters in a straight way. It's interesting. That's Jeremiah. That's, that's, you know, Jeremiah lived right up to the captivity. And now here's Ezra afterwards. And in Jeremiah that was written. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of waters in a straight way wherein they shall not stumble. And then Ezra praised this, believing God's promise, looking to God to lead them. And so we also are to go to God, looking to God to guide us and our children. And believing he will lead us. They arrived safely. It says they, we fasted. There's a number of places, you know, goes went along with prayer, fasting, humbling themselves before God. We fasted and besought our God for this, and he was entreated of us. He led them. It says they departed, verse 31, we read that. It says they left on the 12th day of the first month. And then they got there in the fifth month. The hand of our God was upon us, and he delivered us from the hand of the enemy and of such as lay in wait by the way. You know, that's quite a journey. You know, we, if we have to do a two-day journey, we say, that's a long journey. You know, we had to drive. We couldn't even do it in one day. It took us two days to get there. Well, this was a long journey from a certain point of view. A long journey going at any time thinking that there are these enemies, there's those that lay in wait by the way. God led them. God protected them. And from a certain point of view, our life is short. And yet it Throughout all the days of our life, it's constantly the case that we've got these enemies against us. All the time. There's no way to get away from them. For we have the enemy within us. And sin and Satan, we must battle constantly. We have all these enemies we can't see. We can't just get away from human beings and live apart from sinful human beings. And be away from our foes. It's constant. And when we pray to God, Lord, lead us. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Rule us by thy word and spirit. We pray that with confidence. Ezra was led, and those with him and their children were led. You think of what effect this, you know, 
You think what this must have been like for children, too, to know they're all gathering by this river. And they're going to fast and afflict their themselves, humble themselves before their God. Before they go, they're going to look to God. And then they get there safely. And as they get there safely, they say, God guided us. God is the one that it was in God's providence that the king approved of us going. It was in God's providence that he gave all that he gave. And it was God who led us and brought us here. Our God's been leading us. And so it is good for us as we teach our children that we keep bringing up how God is the one providing us. He is the one leading us. He's the one protecting us. The name of God and the works of God are frequently mentioned in our homes. That we go to him in prayer, requesting what we need, and then we also thank him for granting what we requested. And that's good for us to continue to thank him. We not only make our requests, he, but as he is granting us our requests, he's giving us what we need that we thank him. And we praise him. And we go forth in the consciousness that God's hand is upon us for good that seek him, that we believe that. That we're to trust in God alone, not in others, but that we trust solely in our God to lead us and to protect us. There may be others that help us in various times. We need help and certain people assist us. But as far as who we place our trust in, we place our trust in God alone. Trust only in God. He will guide us. And may we look to him for that grace, the wisdom that we need, the strength that we need. And may we show in our life, in our homes, that we not only pray to God for the guidance, but then we are always looking to him in his word, and we look as those resolved to do what God tells us. And that conscious of the fact that we fall sh are short of doing that. That Ezra says he was determined to do what God says. Well, we fall far short of doing that. But we are resolved to do it, and we keep fighting, and we keep looking to God for forgiveness. Forgive us our debts. That that prayer goes along with the prayer, deliver us from evil. May we and our children together look to God for the guidance that we need in these last days. May we trust in him. May we forsake the world.
crucify our old nature and walk in a new and a holy life to the honor of the name of our God and our Father. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, our God and our Father in heaven, we are thankful, O Lord, for the grace that thou dost give. We're conscious of our need, and we humbly come to thee, O Lord, and we recognize we're prone to wander. We see that as a carrot that a dark that we have an evil nature, a depraved nature. You know, we honestly say that we are resolved to do what thou dost call us to do. We desire, O Lord, the grace to lead our children in these last days. And that our children may see that their mom and dad loves thee. That their mom and dad are sinners who look to thee for forgiveness and deliverance, guidance and strength. Lord, bless the families that had a child baptized today. Give the parents grace to rear these children. Grant us grace to care for the children of the church, our children, our grandchildren. Lord, iniquity abounds in our own day. So many temptations. Lead us, O oh Lord, in the right way. May we and our children glorify thee and have fellow and magnify thy name, for thou art worthy of our praise. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.